Okay, Patrick, we're ready. All for right. the podcast, it's back. It's back. Can you believe we're sitting here while the rest of DC, we're like the only two people at work. Everybody else is down on the mall. Wow, it's crazy. They're That's celebrating crazy. the camps. Well, actually, we, we, we moved our schedule today. It was supposed to be over by 1.30. It's still like in full they, crazy <laughs> mode down there. I don't even think. Has the team even spoken yet? Uh, they're announcing the team as I walk down here. Oh my God! It's going to be going on all afternoon. It's great. It's fun. It looks. It looks. It looks. People were there from two a.m. I know this morning getting their seats. Yeah, it was not that banana. I was like, I'm not doing that. These are the same people, by the way, who like refuse to commute in an inch of snow, <laughs> but they're down here at two a.m. They're not saying I needed to telecommute today. <laughs> Oh, here we go. But isn't it amazing? Haven't you been loving following Ovi and all these guys in the fountains? They've been been loving it. So I I tweeted, I definitely want to win a Stanley Cup, which at, you know, 50 years old, I probably and never really played hockey. I have virtually no shot unless I somehow get really, really rich and buy a team. Okay. Uh, But you basically could be hammered drunk for a whole week. I mean, like, with no worries. <laughs> Swimming in fountains, open containers. I yeah. mean, always drinking a Bud Light right now on stage, open container. Do you think they're going to arrest them? <laughs> no, you're right. Good point. Apparently, you, you, or I, you or I would be like, you know. <laughs> We're done. Uh, Mom, I need some bail money. There's, o- there's Oshi and, um, you know, Ovechkin just. Yeah. Not if you win a Stanley Cup. You're right. If you win the Stanley Cup, you apparently can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. You want. I know. Which is but great. Isn't it great to see like how much they're celebrating with the city? I think it, that's been pretty cool. It's great on so many levels. One, the city loves it. Two, they love the city. Three, it shows how much people like Ovechkin and o- I mean all of them. I'm just pointing out that, you know two of the top players. These kids have been playing hockey since second, you know, three, you know, two and three years old. You know, it's it's what they they live for it. You know, obviously Ovi growing up in Russia, um, it, it they love it. Yeah. it's like they're kids. They are kids. I mean, even Ovi, who's been playing for thirteen, fourteen years. How old is he? He's only thirty-two years old. He's still. Oh yeah, he's young. He, yeah, yeah, he's younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, only by like a year. <laughs> he's actually still a millennial. <laughs> I'm no, real. It's, so I mean, just to see them so excited. I mean, Verona was. Um, He's a rookie. So I mean, how old is he? Like twenty two. Old. That's I mean, well, it's awesome. It's just awesome to see how much it means to them, how much they love it. How they you know. Although, okay, after this week, you're done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> you get one week to celebrate, and then you're like, I don't want to. They have to this Thursday night, <laughs> which will be literally one one week to the day, and, and then, then you're oh, like the I, drunken antics. Then, you're like, then I'm my done. hashtag is going to turn to I'm capped out. <laughs> So I liked you and Britt McHenry, who, of course, has been on the podcast and, and contributes here at Fox 5. Um, I liked the retweet and conversation you guys were having about sports writers being irrelevant well, that, in kind of regards to a Caps article. So well, Larry, what was that? A writer for the New York Post, Larry Brooks, I believe his name is, wrote an article that even with Ovechkin winning, it doesn't make up for all his... Misses and Stanley was, Cup win doesn't erase Ovechkin's ledger of losing. Yeah, just an idiot. No, like he's an idiot. I don't care how great of a writer he is. And th- this is typical, though. And, and what I tweeted was this is why sports writers and, and many sports reporters, okay, in my opinion, have become virtually irrelevant. Like they try to be 
they, they just have take for take sake. It's like these shows that they scream at each other. Um, you know, listen. Whatever you're watching. Whatever you're watching. You know, as far as sports shows go. Is LeBron or or Michael Jordan better? Is this or that? It's like they have to find stuff to talk about. You know, the fact that this guy even wrote that article is idiotic. He's a New York Rangers writer. I mean, just stay in your lane. The guy's one of the greatest all-time hockey players yeah. ever, right? I mean, listen, so, so are you saying Dan Marino, who's never won a Super Bowl, isn't one of the top quarterbacks of all time? Right. I mean, stuff happened. Patrick Ewing. I guarantee you, you know, he's a New York sports writer. Wouldn't say the same thing about Patrick Ewing, who never won a championship. He right. just happened to be, you know, with Jordan and Elijah on. Like, just shut up. And, and the arrogance, also. Listen, I grew up in outside New York City, but that's an arrogant New York sports writer. That's what that is, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting because you do see. Uh, it seems like you see fewer and fewer local news stations having a sports department, and yeah, I was curious, like, why? Because listen, sports is one of those things where if you're passionate about it, you're getting your information when you want it, where you want it, on many, many platforms. Okay. From you know, fr- from all the apps to the to, to the blogger to, to the podcast, you're getting in-depth analysis. There's places to get all that stuff we're not local news when i say we (laughs) local news we're just not that source obviously we're still covering the local teams but at the same time you know we have to do it in a little different authentic way you know feature type stuff you know for us we don't do highlights anymore unless it's like you know stanley cup win or big reds we're not playing the you know, the typical three minute sports segment at the end of the newscast where you're showing all the highlights. Right. No, it's just. And, and do you feel like that was a good move? It's like, a great move. Yeah, you feel like it is. Yeah, and I and I think it's forced sports reporters and anchors to, um, in many cases, modify their approach and modify their talent and and, and actually cross over to whether general assignment reporting, anchoring regular newscasts. And you know, dipping their toes in, um, yeah. Like we have Steve Shenavy in the morning. Right, he, he right, can right, do right. Wisdom Steve could chat. W- wisdom. Yeah. They, they could chat sports all day long. Right, and, and not just because they're you know the men. I'm, I mean, the, well, I'm sure Holly and Maureen and well, and Britt. And I mean, Britt that and, was and her. I'm sure they all can. So you don't need that traditional sports reporter or anchor anymore. Certainly not in local news. Well, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a fascinating discussion because you do see that sort of. I just a, it also pointed to. Everything that's wrong right now, we've talked about this a hundred times. Everything on social media, it's all hatred, right? Like, oh, why is the guy on. writing that article? The, the Ovechkin's having so for much clicks. fun. It's He's one clicks. of the greatest players of all time. It's for clicks. That's it's for right. clicks. And, and, you know, it's just, it's it's an idiotic well, article. And, well, speaking of social media, what did you feel about, you know, Jack Dorsey, who's the CEO of Twitter, has been on his apology tour after he tweeted that he ate at Chick-fil-A. It's, jo- um, it's a total joke. For Pride Month. Total joke. And, of course, that stems from several years ago, the CEO of... Of um, Chick Fil A had come out with he, he, fo- he follows the biblical definition of marriage, right? Which is exactly what he 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 said when in his statement. From my knowledge, Chick Fil A doesn't discriminate against anyone, right? Both, not when both, you're there, but both from a hiring standpoint and service standpoint, it's his personal belief. He's a Christian, and if if that's what he believes, 
that's fine. You know, as long as you're not practicing that in your, you know, work environment. Like as long as you're not, as long as you're still hiring people, not discriminating. Yeah, of right. course. No, right. no, 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 no. Which, as far as we know, Chick-fil-A was hiring I mean, whoever. Since, since when is a litmus test what the CEO personally believes about any subject? Are you going to do a litmus test on the CEO, whether he's pro-choice or not? Are you going to do it on a Muslim? If he, you know, like, where does it end? <clears throat> it's a sandwich. Like, like it, everyone wants to make it something it's not. The guy had a chicken sandwich, which are very good, by the way. <laughs> right? Well, Soledad O'Brien jumped on the, the bandwagon about telling Jack Dorsey, you know, it's Pride Month. It's very insensitive. Listen, Pride Month's great. I mean, yeah. it, it's, you know, we covered the parade. It's a, it, listen, no one's saying it shouldn't be celebrated. He had a sandwich. Yeah, well, and a lot of people ended up coming to his defense. Yes, he, he did, a lot did. Uh, he apologized very quickly, but then and, and basically said, "Oh yes, to Soledad O'Brien." I sort of forgot the background of the story, and then people jumped in, like, "What's wrong with their background? They're a very Christian, you know, based company, and they treat their employees well." And you know, so they say it's one of the best places to work. They, you know, they help pay for college educations. They 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 raise minimum wage before anyone. I listen. I I just I, look, here. I don't think it was a slight against. Pride Month. I don't think it was a slight against um, anything. Oh, I don't think he was even thinking. No. Like, he wasn't equating Chick-fil-A with Pride Month. He was basically talking about a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, he was talking about how he got some 10% coupon. Deal, deal. yeah, exactly. And, and um, you know, and, and he went out and bought a sandwich. I just, to me, I thought it was so, like, I don't know, it drives me nuts. Like, you talk about clickbait. Like, I feel like Soledad O'Brien jumping in. Of on course. The, you know, it's like all, like, you know, get her name out there. Like, it's all clicking. You know, it's just yeah. all... Like, oh, you know, people are just searching for ways they can, like, Listen, troll you. People are just, it, look at, you know, people are just out of control. I mean, look at Robert De Niro. <laughs> I mean, really. Here's a guy who what? I'm ashamed to admit now that I idolized as an actor. Why are you ashamed to admit that? First of all, he's, he's a-, a loon. He's become <laughs> a total loon. I they disagree all with you. The, the left of the left, the progressive left. They are out of control. Do you want to hear, by the way, his... So he was at the Tony Awards. He was at the Tony Awards on Sunday night and gets on stage and he basically uh, has a whole new message for Trump. All right, hold on. We're going to see if we can play this. Okay, here we go. I'm going to say one thing. Trump. (laughs) And then he he puts his arms up in the air. He goes on. Like he's some tough guy. Well, he's he's played a lot of gangsters. (laughs) Oh, people are like, he's getting like, people are loving this. He knows his audience, Patrick. Now he's getting a standing ovation. Were you like losing your stuff at this no, point? No, I mean, listen, it's. It's no longer down with Trump, it's Trump. <laughs> There's the clip. There's the clip. It's funny. It, but don't you think he's like appealing to his audience? No, his audience is the. No. Hollywood elite. They don't like Trump. Okay. Here's my thing, though. I did but read. Listen, here's the thing. Okay, all, all, all kidding aside, we can laugh and joke and stuff. If that was F. Obama, I'd say the same thing. If that was F. Clinton, I'd say the same thing. When they were yelling, lock her up for Hillary, I thought I it know, was I know, it's wrong. really bad. Yeah, it's I really bad it when wrong. they do that. Okay? When they yell, F this or F. If that was Clint Eastwood yelling, F. Obama, I'd say the same thing. It's idiotic. It's It's just... You know, I've said this a hundred times. The people that claim to be the most tolerant, or I shouldn't say that, want tolerance from other people, 
are the least tolerant. And he's a perfect example. He, he's a perf- perfect example of someone who has no agenda, doesn't really probably stand for much, has no clue about real-world issues. He's a freaking actor. And, you know, and, and then he, and he acts like a mark. Well, By the way, that helps Trump. I was going to say, I did, I thought some actors in the audience did come out and and were speaking to whether it was Vox or whoever and basically saying, okay, enough. Like, the more that Hollywood does this. Listen, this is a week after Samantha B. Right. The more, I think it does. He's the the president of the United States. You could could disagree with him 100% on policy. You could disagree with him 100% on approach, how he tweets, his mannerisms, Everything about Trump and his entire life you could disagree with. That's wrong. Just wrong. Well, I, I think it does empower a lot of people watching who feel like... It feeds into exactly I, yeah. what Trump has been saying since the day he said he was going to run for president. Washington is out of touch. The Hollywood elite are out of touch. It's a bunch of, a bunch of you know... You know I can't think of the word right now, but get rid of the swamp and uh, it's right just, drain the swamp. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just feeds into everything that he's been saying. I know. I wish. And in by a way, the way, this is the day before he actually had. Listen, we're going to spend some time talking about the summit that took place last night or early this morning, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, right, right. Whether wherever it's Singapore time zone time you're or, in. Yeah. Um, so you know, this is the day before that. Yeah, you know, listen, De Niro just he, he comes across looking like a like a dimwit. He just does. We didn't even discuss if we were going to talk about this, but I, I wonder your thoughts on, I don't know if you saw that Jerry Kushner and Ivanka Trump, that they made $82 million last year. Them. You don't think that's a conflict? No. Really? Why? Because I feel like they are influencing co- well, well, you know, other we, countries for, that they we, have business in, well, and they're collecting that money well, while they're serving? We don't know. It's insane. We don't know that. We, don't we know, know where some of the money came from. Some of it was uh, $3.5 million was from Trump Hotel. Uh, and then they had $5.7 million from some rental properties. Okay. But, They're well, a business family. I know, but you just wonder where that... At what point that becomes a conflict? When they do something illegal. <laughs> but I also think, too, I mean, right? you know, the irony... I mean, like, how but, much did Hillary make as Secretary of State? Or how much was Bill running around... Well, with with as, the Clinton Foundation making a Secretary of State. Yeah, he probably was, but he wasn't serving. She was serving. Oh, oh, oh okay. Like, so there was no conflicts there? Uh, I just feel like, I, I don't mean, know, that's like, a major issue for me. And what, Well, because what drives me nuts is, like, we talk about Hollywood elite, but, I mean, Trump's really a part of that elite. He's just, he's yeah. done a great and job And they loved of, him, and trust me, they loved him. They loved his money. They loved his endorsements. Well, he's a great entertainer. They loved his parties. They invited him to his parties and his weddings before he ran. What I still don't understand is when he became so hated. Was it because he ran against Hillary? Is it because he beat Hillary? Is it because everyone made a, is it the birther thing from Obama? What? What jumped the? Sh- what did he do that forced everyone to just hate this man? Uh, you know, the people on the left hate him so much. Um, well, I think there's a couple things. I think we we've talked about this before, but his Charlottesville moment was really bad. I think it was a lot a bad of people. Moment. Feel as they though hated he was him showing... before that, though. But yes, right. But I think then a lot of people I mean, said, "Okay, well, the he's the whole a racist. resistance. The whole resistance." Um, 
uh, march on Women's March took place the day after his inauguration, so that was way before the Charlotte thing. Well, but then I think you have the Hollywood, the Access Hollywood conversation, right, where he's openly talking about basically using women any way you want. Okay, wrong. Wrong. But I don't think they hate him. Did they? I mean, did that was that became the hatred? But I think. But he, see what I'm saying? Like, what what policy? What issue? Is it just his mannerisms? Is it his approach? Is it the fact that he's totally unconventional? Is it that he doesn't give a crap about? Like, what is it that? I, I think it's well. I think it's a combination of things. But I think it's the idea that he sold everybody this idea of make America great again, drain the swamp. But really, I mean, come on, he is Hollywood elite. You know, I mean, he is, and he he and his family are going to profit big time post the office. And we see from Ivanka and Jared, they're oh, benef- I mean, that's yeah. what drives me yeah, nuts. Right. Like, kind of like the Oba- like, like kind of like the Obama's Netflix deal, right? Well, post office, well, yeah. You just said post office, he's going to benefit. That I think is a little bit better of a situation because they all seem to do oh, that. Yeah, Obama's right? such a great filmmaker. <laughs> we haven't seen anything yet. Well, I'm just saying, like. And I'm not complaining, Obama. Like, see, you liked some of this See, when stuff. we have these conversations and people say, oh, you're so pro-Trump, that has nothing to do with it. It's I don't complain when Obama makes $100 million, and I'm not going to complain when they make $82 million. Like, it's a free market. As long as they're not doing anything illegal, everyone uses influence to make money. I think that's, that's American. fine. But what are they, I mean, are they really helping out? Look. They're all going to be fine. There's no doubt. But it's the people that come from small towns in Pennsylvania and Maine. And it's like those people who are... But think about it. Trump didn't need to be president. Well, we don't even know if he really wanted to be. Well, he may not have. Although I do think at the uh, White House Correspondence Center, when Obama made fun of him and basically ridiculed him and said, you'll never be president in a joking manner, I do think that was the day he said, I'm going to run for president in his mind. Oh, that moment with, at the White House Correspondents' yeah. Dinner. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, there definitely people want an outsider I mean, listen, in D.C., if, which is here, why... Here's what I've said to a lot of people. If you take the name Trump out of him, out of this, out of the last 519 days or 10 days, whatever, he's been president, and you look at the economy, deregulation... Now, again, I've always said you could disagree on policy, but the deregulation, the taxes, the, where the economy is, where the job market is, where the stock market is... The North Korea summit last night, some other things that he's done internationally. And you took the Trump name out and replaced it with the Obama name or the Clinton name. People would be cheering. They would absolutely be cheering. People like Pelosi and Schumer would be running around this country talking about how great the economy is, how low unemployment is, how, how the, it's the lowest black unemployment in the history of this country, lowest female unemployment in the history of this country. <laughs> But don't you think, here's my thing with, with Trump. I, I think he does, if, if something really, if there is a deal, a peace deal, something really positive happens from this meeting with Kim Jong-un, he deserves a lot of credit. Oh, he deserves a lot of credit right now because he, it was his, it was his hardline approach, his rhetoric, his demeanor that got us to last night. Now, I have no idea if last night's going to lead to true denuclearization, true peace, if it's a complete head fake right. by, by the North Koreans. Um, but Trump also put enough pressure where China got involved and put pressure on North Korea to come to the table. Also, what we don't know is maybe the maybe Kim Jong-un is seeing, maybe he wants to be a, a, a maybe he wants <laughs> to be like China. Maybe he wants to be a star. Maybe he wants to 
revitalize his country. We don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he wants to keep the nukes, and he and he thinks he's yeah gonna, right. We don't really we don't know, know his motives, but, right? But, but for but for the for the mainstream media, and you know who I'm talking about when I say that, <laughs> it's instant. What's wrong? He did something he shouldn't have done. Blah blah blah. I mean, even like even Democrat, even rational Democrats yesterday were saying this is a good thing, right? It's a yeah. It, I think people to this point, overall are it, pretty positive now, about it. If he goes too far and gives up too much, and we don't get anything, and he looks like an idiot, well, then he'll pay the price for that, right? But at this point, like, how could you say it's it's it wasn't it was absolutely historic last night? But I think, like you said, most people are pretty positive about that thing, right? About yeah, that move I mean, that President Trump made. We'll see. But they're trying not to give him credit. They're trying to give him China more well, credit, and it's just these are like I said this before we before we started taping. The same people ripping him meeting with him, a dictator are the same people that applauded Obama with Cuba and the Iran nuclear deal. It, it's all right, and we talked about this before. You can't have it both ways. You can't. Yeah, right. If you're going to applaud them, you have to applaud Trump for trying to make right, something or at happen. Least, I'm not, I don't even know if they should applaud their journalists. I think what they should do is say, "Here are the facts. Here's what we know. Right. At this point." You can't say it's anything but good, but we need to be cautious. They've done this before. In 1990, we had a similar document, which they completely didn't care about. Now, that was the father. That wasn't this, you know, the son. Like, be a journalist. Right. But just, to, you know, I mean, Obama went to a baseball game with Castro, you know, who still, his people are still oppressed. You know, the entire southern part of Florida was against it. Right. Like, like put it in, all I'm asking, put it in context. I think putting it in context is, is good. You're right. And I'd love to see, like, a column that did that. I would, the only thing I was saying to you, like, before we started recording is the thing with Cuba is Cuba doesn't have nuclear weapons. But, and, you what, know? and what I said to you as a comeback to that is that's even more the reason why we should be talking to North Korea and not necessarily with Cuba until Cuba does something to stop oppressing their people. You have to engage a dictator who has nuclear weapons. I agree. I think you're because right that. it's too unstable. Yeah, Castro really can't do anything to us. I know. So, so that's wh- why it's so like wh- why reverse. But but you could look at the other way too. Why are we giving him all these concessions and we're still allowing him to oppress his people? Right? Why are we giving? Listen, any financial gains Cuba gets from tourism, hotel, well, retail, they're not getting it anymore. They were well, good because all it was going to do is go to the Castro family. But that's not entirely true. Okay, so I went to Cuba last year, right? You're, a lot of those people were benefiting from a, a huge influx of Americans coming there. A of course, an hour. the government is going to... Yeah, but that was better than okay. what but, they were but making. But see what you're saying? It's like, it's like Saudi Arabia letting women drive. Oh, we, we're, we've given 10 licenses now. Really? That should oh, be... Hey, I'm with, it's not like that, that should, should be, be celebrated. Uh, but we do business with all these other countries, like China, all these other places. I'm not saying don't do business, but China doesn't oppress their people like Cuba. They, they're they still a communist country. And yeah, Listen, right. I've never been to China, so I don't know. I think it was, you know. Look, Certainly China's more industrialized than Cuba. I know. That's the thing. To me, it was like when I was there, I'm like, why are we not, you know, allowing more tourism? Is it because the the people there were just so grateful and like needed it. And it, it just to me, it was like what I'm saying is put some conditions on it. That's all. 
Well, they have now. I mean, basically, you can't really travel to China. Uh, no, what I'm saying Cuba is, put, what, I'm saying Obama should have put some conditions on it where stop, you know, pressing your people and, you know, I want to see this in the next five years and... So. Um, all right. Well, we'll, anything else about this summit? Will we hear more? Um, probably, I'm sure, over the next 24, 48 hours, we'll hear more maybe about what they discussed. You know, it's funny, though. Last thought on it. So I, I was thinking, watching it last night, I was going back to, you know, when Trump first started to you know, you know say he was going to run. And, and does he look presidential? Can he be president? And no, he, does. He, he absolutely, through this process, looked. Very presidential last night. Like, like if you if you again took the name out of it, okay. took the hatred out of it, you would have been proud of your president last night. Okay. Most people, I think, would have. A lot of people aren't because of the person it is. Right. So, you know that that's what I'm saying. I mean, he he absolutely. Yeah, right. it seemed like uh, he seemed was like, taking that role right. and, as what it is. And I think the other thing people as, underestimate is, you know, and again, pol- we could, you could debate policy uh, all day long, and I'll, I, I will do that with anyone. When you have Kelly, Mattis, Bolton, Pompeo, Nikki Haley, Pretty much your foreign policy team. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn good. That's a pretty. There's not many people who would disagree with you that that's a pretty strong foreign policy team. So you know, listen, you got to give somebody credit for putting that team together. And he, I think he made the right decision. I think he made the wrong decision initially with Rex Tillerson as Secretary of State. I do think he's made the right decision now with Pompeo. Uh, so let's see, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think all those people are going to make a bunch of bad decisions on North Korea without keep and keep in mind, we have we have a treaty to protect Japan and and and, and that entire region and we're still going to do that. Yeah. Without I mean, assuming, you know, unless he completely, you know, gets rid of everything. And, right, something. And, yeah. Well, I think it will be interesting to see. And I do think you're right, though. Even I think Lindsey is... Graham was saying it was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. The Democrat from South Carolina. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, one other story that you... Uh, well, we actually have a couple other stories. Yeah. But, um, I thought this was a fascinating article in Connecticut. They are dealing with two transgender women ran in their state track finals, broke records, but of course very controversial because uh, both. So they identify as females. Correct. Right. Biological males who identify as females. Right. Ran in their state finals. Yes. And won easily. Easily. Like, like, really, yeah. Broke records uh, in the 100 and 200 meter runs. Uh, They both, like you said, were biological men. Um, Terry Miller, a transgender, won the events. In the 100 meter dash, the runner up was Adria Yearwood, who is also transgender. Um, The races have been posted, but like you said, very controversial Mm -hmm. because a lot of these women who uh, ran in the race with them, who are not transgender, felt as though it was unfair. Yeah, listen, I think. I think it's unfair. Um, I think there needs to be a solution. I think the NCAA, you know, again, these are high school right. students. The NCAA has a very, I don't, and again, I, if I get it wrong, I apologize, but I, it's a very 
it's a controversial policy, but it's 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 based on hormones. So my understanding is that in the NCAAs, for you to compete as a female, if you're a biological male to compete as a female, you need to have been on hormones for at least one year. Okay. Which reduces, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is in high school. I just think it's for on, sports. Yeah. For sports. Listen, I you, you don't want to exclude. You want to you want to be more inclusive mm-hmm. for sure, um, but at the same time, you know when when you're a biological male com- competing as a female, it, it's really unfair to to, to the others. So I, I I don't know. You know. I know what is the answer because and basically I, this listen, article. I know it's not fair. Right. The question is, what do you do about it? I mean, here's the thing is, like, is it, I don't know, is it too far out there? I guess you couldn't have a separate race with just people who identify as transgender. No, I, I don't, don't know. Would that be like... I don't think you could have a separate race, but I think you have to have some... I think you, I think you have to follow maybe the NCAAs on this, <clears> and, <throat> and I don't agree with the NCAA on a lot. And I'm not saying the NCAA policy is perfect, but maybe where you can't compete unless you've been on hormones for at least one year. Um... Have some other stipulations that try to level the to playing le- field. Right, exactly. Level the playing field in yeah. some in some degree. Uh, I know it's a tough one, right? Like, what do you? I mean, do they have to what run? Do, do? do they have to run five yards further? Like, I, right? I, I don't know. You know, and and listen, when you have sports that are clearly physical in nature, for the most part. Now, listen, I couldn't beat either. I, I couldn't win. I, could, I would have finished last. Right? <laughs> so we're not talking about me. Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we both would have been bringing up the I, rear. I like I would have pulled a hamstring. <laughs> I would have fell down. Wait, you are a runner. What? You no, not, been... I'm not a sprinter, though. Okay. No. But, no, I, listen, whether it's basketball or volleyball or I know, I, I believe there's been some controversy about wrestling. I think there's. Yes, a, there has been quite a few. You know, yeah, where they're just. You know, the, 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 right. the person just like destroying people and winning state championships. Yeah, and I actually believe that was it was in Texas. What and you, I, I mean, believe listen, that, you're, what do you think on this? Um, well, I kind of agree with you on this one. I think it's it's hard don't, to don't make it sound like that's so rare. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually agree with you on one story every show. Uh, and I do agree with you on this one. I don't think it's fair physically. I think it's fine in a classroom, which the article made that that argument. Oh, like, of course, you yeah. know, whether it's math or science. But when you're talking, I mean, men but, in but general. But I also don't think it's fair. Like, you know, we're not talking about the reverse of this. So, you know, a, 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 a woman becoming a, a man. Woman, a female, a biological female identifying as a male, transgender male. They have no chance of winning in 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 many cases. And competing against right. other men. I know there was a Harvard swimming case where he did. I'm sorry. Let me get this right. She. No wait, He swam on the men's team. Okay. And would lose every race. Okay. But he was guaranteed a spot on the Harvard swimming team because he was recruited as a female. Okay. Got right. it. Got I think it. I have that right. And I think it was 60 Minutes that did. It was a great story. And I thought it was great. So he was guaranteed a spot, even though his times technically wouldn't have given him a spot. Okay. But, you know, he had a guaranteed spot. And um, I don't know why you just don't have, you know, male, female, transgender, like, qualification. That's just probably not enough, right? Right. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, I mean, you, you, know, you know, these, these, you know, 
schools compete against other schools and I mean maybe in a in a national meet you might have enough but right once uh, it gets to the next level or or even like you know where it's like school against school yeah you might not have enough I mean that's a tough one honestly it would I would love to hear the argument from someone who is transgender as to you know what they want I guess because I I feel like that would be the hard Uh, thing to figure out I just I think it's on There's, there's something that doesn't seem fair about it. And again, I don't it, have the solution other than because you, you know you don't want to keep them out completely, right? But should they run? Uh, should they run as men? This will be a good one for our Facebook group. It will. I, I, yeah, 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 the Polini perspective on Facebook. I want to know what people this think. This might be a good one for for the morning show also. Yes, that would be a really good one. Yeah. Yes, good day. Here we come. Good day. <laughs> Do we have time really quickly? You want to talk Uber? You want to... No, let's go. Okay, really quick. So, uh, last story. Switching gears a little bit. Uber came out this week and said they are working on a technology that essentially is going to be able to tell if you're drunk. Okay? So, it's going to track your patterns. If you're te- if you're asking for an Uber late at night, 2 in the morning, if you're holding your phone upside down, if you can't really text the address, you're misspelling. And a lot of people feel like this is a really bad move because even though Uber says, oh, no, we're just trying to like get to know your nightly patterns, they feel as though they're going to give drivers a warning of, hey, this person's probably drunk, you may or may not have to pick them up. Do you think this is a good idea or a bad idea, Patrick? Isn't the reason you call Uber is so <laughs> yes. you don't have to get in a car and drive? Yes! Okay, so bad idea. Well, and, but I, in the other... This is a good like it or not, I would say not. <laughs> First of all, it's none of a freaking business. I mean, listen. If you call- yeah, but come on. Drunk people have caught, has, have wreaked so much havoc in these Ubers. They're combative. They throw up. They get the wrong address. They want to fight you about the fees. I mean, Co- I think drivers want the option to not pick them up. Cost of doing business. Then don't be an Uber driver. Or don't or, drive at night. Right. And again, then call the cops. Yeah. Like. Well, that's a if you want. Or you know, do you know when you come up? Listen, when you pull up, if the if. You know, before you open the door, ask them a couple of questions through the window. I, th- I don't know you can do that with Uber, though, because I think, like, then if you can, if the driver, I'm not sure why the driver can cancel the ride. I have to look into that. Yeah, again, I don't know all the Uber rules, but this just seems like. <laughs> I think they're going to use it the opposite to surcharge you more. I think if they think you're yeah. drunk, they're going to add an additional $5. It's all about the fees. But when you're drunk at 2 in the morning, you definitely would pay the $5 <laughs> drunk charge. <laughs> Of course, yes. I'd pay $50. <laughs> yes. Get me home. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to do that. It's kind of like, listen, Ovechkin's been Ubering, Ubering all week. <laughs> Good God. Well, actually, he's been walking with his underwear Patrick, down from Georgetown to Cafe Milano. If you had 48 hours with the cup, what would you do? I would do exactly what Ovi did. Sleep with <laughs> it, drink with it. Um... <laughs> Everywhere you go. I'd do everything with it. I mean, seriously, it'd be like headstands, diving in, swim with it. Can you swim with it? Uh, well, that's, I don't know. So. We'd have to ask their no, handler. Listen, I think they've... I mean, I think they've done pretty much everything. That cup has been in bed with him, his wife. I mean, it's like all over. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, just... I don't know it, much if there's left or anything I, for the cup. I don't... Listen, and maybe it's because I've, you know, I'm in a home city that won the cup. You probably don't see... Unless you're in that city, you don't see the coverage of... Right. I'm assuming every... I'm assuming other players have done similar things as Ovi and Oshi and all these guys. But it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. I mean... Yeah, you know, I saw a couple tweets, you know, oh, it's promoting drinking. It's promoting, like, uh, 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 shut up. 
he's 32 years old. They're having fun. He's an elite athlete. Yeah. So he's hammered for the last week. It's great. <laughs> he looks rough too. Like, he does. He needs a. Oh god! That when they got him up from that keg stand, he I'm looked sure like he's going to go so to like some resort spa for like a. I would imagine. Yeah, that looks rough. Uh, look, where can people follow you? Patrick GM Fox Five DC. Who are you eyeing for our next guest? I feel like this. Oh show yeah, we is need a guest who, next week. Who should it be? I don't know. All right, well leave Ovi. us comments. Ovi, yeah, we need a, an athlete. Wouldn't that be good? What are the chances we get Ovi for our podcast? Zero percent. Um, yeah, it's 0.5%. looking real low. I don't even know. It's I mean, looking real low. <laughs> I mean, would they, wait, would your producers even approve that? I feel like they would want him on like Good Day. Like we're like low on the totem pole. I mean, I know you're on this station, but like I'm the boss. We're like least I'm not, rated. I'm not low on any. <laughs> if I, I want to, well, hey, you better. Either we're gonna have Obi for good day, either good day or the podcast. I'm going podcast. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm down. Welcome to our beautiful studio with these '70s chairs. We need Come a guest like that to kind of take this podcast up a notch. Okay, uh, no problem. I think we should reach. I mean, I'm sure. Let's get Ivanka. Oh my god, <laughs> you'd have a heart attack. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. There's no way they would ever approve. Actually, they might though. They're probably fans of yours. Oh, I want to see their uh, tags return, so they're not coming to me. I'll, I'll skip that day. All right, you can follow All me right. at Hey Frazier on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.